Welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 9 of Family Ties. This episode was titled Best Man, and it originally aired on November 15th, 1984. And with me as always to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hey, I'm back from the dead. You're back! (laughs) Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Well, I'm glad to be back. Yes, so we aired some uh, some reruns uh, in the interim here while you were recovering. Yeah, I so I heard the Mark Price interview the first time around, and I really enjoyed it. But I forgot how short it was. Yeah, but it was so it was like super short. But man, he was really just giving you gold. Oh yeah, it was it was concentrated. I like to think of because it wasn't. I was hoping for longer, but because of the situation we were in. And because of the schedule and, you know, we had a hard time meeting up, it was short, but short and sweet, I think. Well, (laughs) I wonder how he is doing with his girlfriend. I don't know. Like, that'll be interesting to see. Like, I need to reach out. I've I've texted with him uh, just randomly. He'll be like, hey, how's it going? And, you know, how's your show doing? And we need to have him on again. I just, you know, need to make it just right. Um, How random and awesome is that? It's crazy. I mean, it is really weird every once in a while to just have a text from Mark Price, you know. Yes. It, it it would be cool to have him on again. We'll definitely do that at some point, and hopefully get some other, uh, you know, cast members on at some point. You so never know. He did mention too that he would help you, uh, you know, uh, with like Brian Bonsall and yes. a couple other people that uh, he still interacted with on a regular basis. Yeah, Scott Valentine. I think yes. he mentions at one point. Now, neither of which we've gotten to in the series yet, but we're approaching it rapidly. So, oh yeah, well, especially um, uh, you know Brian Bonsall. Yes, I keep thinking any week we're gonna see it. It's coming soon. Okay. But anyway, so it's fun to do. And then I don't think you've heard this yet, uh, because as of this recording, it probably hasn't propagated yet. Uh, but I did another episode, which was our first ever episode that you did. You did a special guest host with me. Yeah, episode uh, six. Episode six. That's right. And we started you off in the deep end um, <laughs> with the uh, with child molestation. <laughs> yes, you know, you just you know, it's a great way to start out a show. So well, it was one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> and it not was, because uh, of the child uh, part. No, of it, it was. But, uh, <laughs> It was a good introduction to a very special episode, absolutely. Oh, boy. It was. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but did you notice that the Family Ties episode of WandaVision was called a very special episode? Yes. Yes. So I did catch up. I know that uh, last time we spoke, I had not watched any episodes of WandaVision. And I can say now, you know, that I had plenty of time on my hands because I literally <laughs> could not leave, according to county health gu- guidelines. <laughs> right. And uh, the the lack of desire to move. Um, so I caught up on WandaVision, and it is amazing. You were 200% right. You yes. couldn't have been more right if you tried. I Well, you could see why I started, like, excitedly texting you one night. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You got to watch this. Yeah. And, I mean, it was just magic. Yes. The casting is perfect. The show is perfect. Oh, they do such a great job just kind of like putting it into your head, you know, like, hey, you're watching an episode of Family Ties or hey, you're watching an episode of, you know, whatever show it might be. 
Oh, so great. It is it is very, very well done. I'm really glad you caught up. And listeners, if you hadn't watched it yet, definitely do it. It's worth it for the Family Ties stuff alone. Oh, yeah. Well, then there's just so many uh, of the cast members that are on the show that are callbacks from maybe other episodes, or not episodes because this is the first show, but um, other <laughs> movies and whatnot. And it's just right. so fun to see them interact. So it's almost like when you bring together, like, you know, the B, li- the B team, you know, kind of thing, the B players. Right. And it's fun to watch them interact and then, you know, bounce off of each other. And some of them were, you know, my favorite. Yeah. Some so, of them need their own spinoff show. Oh, yeah. I'd watch it all day. I, the best suggestion I saw is, uh, is it Jimmy Woo, I think? Is that his name? The, yeah. That they need to do a spinoff show of just him. And it's like the X-Files where each week he, he like, investigates crazy things, but it's, like, within the Marvel Universe. <laughs> that would be pretty incredible. It would be amazing, and I would watch the heck out of that show. Like, oh. that sounds incredible. He is so great. Jim from The Office. I don't know if you watched, like, Always Be My Maybe or Always Call Me Maybe or whatever the Netflix movie was that he did with um, What's Her Guts? I, I didn't, although it, I added it on our queue. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm aware of it, but haven't Did, watched it yet. Yeah, it was Ali Wong. That's her name. That was pretty yeah. good. I liked it. I like him as an actor, though. I think he's really good and funny and interesting. And Well, I did watch the entire run of Fresh Off the Boat, which he's the dad in. Oh, And yeah. it is fantastic. Like, he's great in that. So okay. I also appreciate his skills. I think I saw that on Hulu, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that. And I just, I haven't started it yet. It's really good. It follow, It's like a family in the 90s, um, and they move, uh, they're from Taiwan. Well, you know, the parents are, but they live, I think it's like in New York, and then they wind up moving down to Orlando to open a restaurant, and so their kids are like the only Chinese kids in the whole city, basically. And that's oh, kind of wow. the premise is being, and it's based on like this guy's memoirs. So it's like, you know, growing up in a very white town, uh, you know, being the only <laughs> Chinese family and stuff. And it's, it's just really, really well done. And I highly recommend it. Oh, nice. And isn't the lady on the show, she was one in Crazy Rich Asians, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the mom. Constance. She is great. Yeah, Constance Wu. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, she's she's fantastic. Well, great, great cast, fun kid actors and stuff. So nice. Well, that one yeah. in Goldberg's has been on my list for a long time. So yeah. Well, it's like so Goldberg's is all like eighties, and and this was like the nineties one. Nice. Well, Although they kind of like separate out and make it more their own thing, whereas Goldberg's like leans more heavily into the pop culture. The other one, you know, fresh off the boat's more storyline, family oriented. Well, they're both on my list. I'm going to check them. They're both good. Well, you know what else is good? Family Ties. Family Ties. Yeah, it's a great show. I love that I enjoy show. it. Yeah. <laughs> we should uh, we should talk about it. I would love to talk about it. Sha-la-la-la. We, uh, we watched another episode today, and I believe it's your turn uh, to give us a rundown of Best Man. What, what do we uh, see in this episode tonight? So it's the return of Doug, and we met Doug when Alex was doing college, and he was the big man on campus. That's what? right. Wasn't that the name of the episode? I think so. Well, I think it was Little Man on Campus. Yeah, Little the, Man on Campus. Because he was the Little Man, yeah. Yeah. And that's when he had the, uh, he was going to quit the class, and the professor talked him out of it. Yeah, the professor gives him a, a pep talk and, well, kind of a weird pep talk. But yes, yeah. that's the one. And then he stares at him out a window. Yep. 
That's it. The smallest set ever built for TV. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's the return of Doug, and Doug was awesome. He's still wearing the suspenders, so he's keeping uh, the Doug alive. That's right. <laughs> but uh, we open up in the kitchen, and Alex and Doug are playing cards with uh, three other friends. And um, they're just kind of spitballing, having a good time, hanging out. And then the friends leave, and then Doug ends up uh, having a date. And so Alex is pretty bummed out. Because normally after they play cards, they clean up, and then they watch a movie together. Well, Doug's got this, you know, hot date, so uh, that's when we meet the lovely Eleanor. She goes to the Keaton house to pick up Doug, and then they're going to go see a movie together. And so they leave, and then it kind of, there's an undetermined amount of time, but it seems like a few days have kind of gone by. And yeah. Alex is kind of moping around the house, and he's trying to hang out with all the family. And, you know, I think... Is that the only time we see um, Mallory and Jen? No, they come back later. Remember with the high heels incident. Oh, that's right. As they come, you know, Jen bumbles down the stairs. I yes, forgot about that yes. part. And then all of a sudden, she uh, takes like ten perfect steps, and then you know, Mallory's like, "Oh, you gotta, you know, stand up, and you're graceful." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay, perfect." <laughs> But um, Alex is moping around the house. The family's going to go for ice cream. And Alex says, no, you know, I'm really going to hang out here because Doug's coming over and we're going to watch True Grit. It's a real man's movie. And then <laughs> Doug shows up and Eleanor's with him. And Alex is like, oh, great. So uh, they're sitting on the couch trying to watch the movie. And, of course, Alex is sitting between them. And then Doug goes, <laughs> hey, Alex, can you pass me Eleanor's hand? <laughs> so... Um, we kind of move on from that point, and now um, Alex is really kind of just mourning the loss of his friend. He doesn't get to see him that much anymore. And then Doug comes back over, and he's talking to Alex, and they're hanging out a little bit. And Doug says, well, I'm going to, you know, we're getting an apartment together. And Alex is like, what? You're going to see her all the time? That's crazy. And Doug goes, yeah, we're getting married, and you're going to be the best man. Well, Alex doesn't take too well to that. They have a fight. Alex says he's not going to the wedding. And so, you know, Doug leaves and says, you're not invited anymore. And Alex says, great, because I don't even want to go. And so now Alex is just really moping because he's just he's mourning the loss of his friend. And things are changing and he just is not dealing well with it. The next thing we know, Eleanor comes over. And she has kind of a heart-to-heart with Alex and talking about how Doug's just not the same. He misses Alex and he really needs his friend. And, you know, this is supposed to be his happiest days. And, you know, he's getting married and he just really wants Alex there. And Alex just, he can't give her a reason why he can't go to the wedding other than he's just not going to go. And it's on principle alone. So she ends up leaving all dejected. Uh, and then Stephen comes in and he gives Alex the wise advice and makes Alex <laughs> think about what's really going on and that he's just, he's sad because his friend is getting married, but his life is changing. He's just in a new season of life. And so he's got to really come to grips with it. So then we kind of step into the whole uh, scene of the wedding itself and Alex kind of sneaks in. And this was my favorite part because Doug stops <laughs> yeah. the entire wedding and starts yelling at Alex. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> so Alex apologizes to Doug and they end up making up. And 
<laughs> mid mid ceremony, <laughs> right? The minister started it, and then Doug kicks uh, the best friend out, who was the best man, and says, "All right, you're out." You know, and the guy's like, "Oh, oh okay." okay. <laughs> and Alex goes up, and you know, we Alex is kind of standing between the two of them, and the minister says, "You know, it's these two people that are getting married, right?" And Alex is like, "Yeah, yeah, it's these two people," and he steps to the side, and we get a freeze frame. And that's it. Yeah. So it was a beautiful <laughs> that, episode. It was. And that wedding scene was so funny and so bizarre. <laughs> it was so <laughs> random. Everyone just stopped. No one freaked out. No. That he was, like, talking in the middle of it, you know. Just just like it was normal. He walked down the middle of the aisle to talk with Alex in front of everybody. Yeah, there's a bunch was, of people uh, just kind of standing around already. Yeah. And... Just waiting for him. Yeah. And Elise was oh. there. She was in the episode. That's right, Elise. She didn't have a lot to do. She was just kind of a little bit there, but she yeah. uh, she was there. No heart to hearts. And she's. it still looks like she's pretty pregnant, or yeah. maybe this is her just kind of coming back a little bit after she gave birth to her real kids. Yeah, it could be. It's hard to tell. It was a small enough bit that it felt like it was probably just a one-day pop-in and yeah. get her couple of scenes in, you know. She filmed a little uh, and then disappeared. Yeah, because... Um, but it was nice to see her um, again. Yeah. And, I, and uh, it was, I, I'll tell you, the funny thing for me with Doug is this big thing. Alex is mourning his, the loss, like you said. He's very passionate about it. He talks about how Doug is his best friend. He just doesn't know what he's going to do without him. We've only met Doug one other time. <laughs> yeah. Period. And what about poor Skippy? Like, I, I'm sure his heart would be broken if you heard how, you know. He, Alex doesn't even think of him as like a significant friend, you know. Right. Although Skippy's got a lot more lines and episodes, so. Well, he does. He definitely's got a bigger role, but uh, <laughs> poor uh, Doug, you know. Two episodes and he's out now too. I think. That's it. Yep. This is it. We met him once. Now he's his best friend. And Alex was like, "Oh, I'm gonna lose my best friend." Well, he did. He was right. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the end, because we don't see Doug anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was so. Two and out. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but that was a that was a fun wedding. It was. It was a great wedding scene. <laughs> uh, just the look on the other actor's face when he's like, "All right, you're out," and he's like, "Oh," and he's just kind of like looking around, and he's like, "Okay." Okay. <laughs> Did you recognize the uh, the two friends? The uh, two other friends. So one guy looks super familiar. Okay, I think we need to jump into guest stars because we got to talk about this. We got lots of other stuff to cover, which we'll get to, but we got to jump into guest stars because we have some significant stuff here. Sha-la-la-la. Okay, so there was first of all quite a few guest stars uh, credited in this one. So we'll go down in order. First, of course, is Doug, and I'm not going to go through all of his stuff since we fairly recently did that. Um, but this is, like we said, the last appearance of Doug. However, the actor, Timothy Busfield, does come back to Family Ties a couple years down the line as a different character. Oh. So we will see him again, just not as Doug. That's going to be interesting to see, like, what he plays next. Yeah. Um, especially since he was, like, Alex's best friend. Are we supposed to forget? I mean, it's two years later, I guess. But oh, okay. it seems like it'll be confusing. I don't know. Watch it be, like, a waiter or something crazy. Well, I can tell you, the, the character name is Young Matt Gilbert. So maybe it's in a flashback or something. Hmm. I don't know. I'm okay. not sure. We'll find out. Yeah. 
So we did go through all of his stuff, but I want to point out two things um, that we didn't talk about last time in his credits. Uh, so he had, he's he got a couple significant roles that, uh, well, first of all, he has done some new stuff. He's in a new show in 2021 called For Life, which I don't know much about, but just wanted to point out that he is still going, including up until like right now. And he was in 30-something or something, wasn't he? 30-something, yeah. He did a bunch of other stuff. Um uh, Revenge of the Nerds, that's the other big one that he's known from. Um, but there's one other that I, we didn't mention before that it stuck out to me, and so I wanted to talk about this one really quickly. I don't even know what this is about, but he did a short film, and it's called One Smart Fellow. Are you familiar with this? No. So I don't know anything about the short, but the phrase, One Smart Fellow, it's a, it's a kind of a wordplay game. So what you do is you say, One Smart Fellow. You can repeat after me, One Smart Fellow. One Smart Fellow. He felt smart. He felt smart. Two smart fellows. Two smart fellows. They felt smart. They felt smart. So now do keep going like that. Say three and four, but try to do it quickly. Three smart fellows. They felt smart. Four smart fellows. They <laughs> Yeah, that's difficult. Okay, do it a little faster so we can hear it. Uh, well, <laughs> you're going to make me say fart. Yes, that's the game. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome because I almost did it. I was like, oh my gosh, four smart yep. fellows, they felt smart. But yep. <laughs> when you say the a couple of them in a row, that's when it really yep. goes. They huh. smell fart. Yeah, they smell right. fart. <laughs> <laughs> you also can get a fart smell which is good. You oh, know, yeah. On. I think that's what like, regular marshmallows are fart smellos. <laughs> Well, anyway, like I said, I don't know anything about it, but we just had to do that little game there because yeah, that's that always was fun. fun. So up next, we have Michael Zorek, who plays Flaum or Flam. <laughs> wow, okay. he's the he was the uh, like curly haired guy that always wanted to eat. He was he was their oh, third buddy. That, yeah, yeah. Um, they they called him Flam and Flam a couple times. It's spelled F L A U M is the character name. Interesting. Um, I don't know why he was not in a whole lot of stuff. But this was interesting. So he did, like, you know, other TV shows, like Different Strokes, Facts of Life, uh, Matlock, you know, things like that. But he was also, he had a small role in Teen Wolf 2. Oh, so he reunited with uh, our friend Alex P. Keaton. Well, except Michael J. Fox was in Teen Wolf 1. Oh, that's right. It was Teen just, Wolf 2 uh, was Jason Bateman, Jason. who's Justine Bateman's brother. Yes, I forgot so it was him. all in the family there. Oh. oh, no, all in the family. That's a different show. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's a, um, that's a totally different one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's about it for him. He, he didn't do a whole lot. 16 credits there. But here's where it gets interesting. So uh, the first... Like, of their friends, he's the one that, uh, I can't remember, well, he was, like, heavily featured in the first card game. Okay. Uh, was played by Tate Donovan, um, who has been in, he's got 114 acting credits. He's been in tons and tons and tons of stuff. Um, some highlights, uh, like, most recently, he was MacGyver in the MacGyver reboot. Oh. Um, he had a, a ongoing role on Friends, the sitcom. Um, he's the voice of Hercules in Disney's Hercules. Um, the two things that are my favorites he did, he was in the movie Love Potion Number 9 with Sandra Bullock. I don't know if you ever saw that one. No. Oh, it's great. He, like, invents, like, a love potion and, you know, antics ensue. Um, and then the thing that first introduced me to him, though, is he was in the movie Space Camp with Joaquin Phoenix. Did you ever see that? No, I never did. 
Are you serious? Oh, I, this is one I like rented and watched over and over again as a kid. It's where they go to space camp, which was like, I don't know, any kid that ever watched Double Dare and they got to win a trip to space camp at the end, like that was my dream to go to space camp. Right? Oh, yeah. So in the movie, these kids all go to space camp and during a routine mission, they accidentally get launched into space for real and the kids have to like, you know, get back to Earth. <laughs> nice. It's it's great, but this he was like a significant role in that one. Huh. Um, this is his only appearance on Family Ties, but what's interesting is this was his first ever TV role on Family Ties. Oh, wow. So this is where he got his start. And huh. he, I mean, he's done tons and tons of stuff. So that was number so. one out of 114. Yes. Wow. Uh, well, he had one like small like bit part in a movie before this, but this oh, okay. was his first but television TV, role. okay. Yes. Well, we only count this as number one just because it was the best one. That's right. Yeah. So then the other friend, the one that was the best man that does like the goofy look at the end. Yes. He's played by Billy Campbell. Um, Billy Campbell, who has 74 credits. The most significant thing, he's, he's done a lot of stuff. He had recurring roles on Dynasty and the 4400 Hotel, things like that. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is he's the Rocketeer. Oh, that's why he looks so familiar. Yes. yes. Like, he is the Rocketeer. Cliff. Absolutely. What? He's Cliff Secord from the yes. Rocketeer, right? Oh, that's so a great movie. all those, like, looks he's doing at the end, it's very Rocketeer-y. That is so funny. Yep. Yes. And like, man, that guy looks so familiar, but I cannot place him. That's that's probably where you know him from, unless you're a big Dynasty fan. No, no, it's definitely going to be the Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely where I know him from. Um, but also of interest, this is his first television role. Really? Yes. So two like significant actors got their start in this one episode. Man, uh, who's the casting agent? Judith. Uh, Wine? Light. No, no uh, <laughs> she's who's the boss. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, Weiner or Weiner? Weiner, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. She. Uh, so she got gold there. Yeah, she did. Man, she's just pulling the talent. Yeah, and this was he had also had like one small role in a movie, like a made for TV movie. No, it wasn't made for TV. It was theatrical. Okay. So this was his first television role as well. Wow, but he only did seventy four things after, well, including the Rocketeer. Right. Well, and you know he does a lot of like uh, again like the forty four hundred. He was in twenty six episodes. Okay. Dynasty. He's in nineteen. Each one of those only count as one credit. You know, sure. even though they did multiple episodes. So. Sure. Um, he's huh. done a lot of stuff throughout the years. What was his last thing like? Still fairly current? Like, is he still acting? Or I wonder if he's like moved into kind of directing? Or well, his most recent thing. This is related to the Rocketeer. They actually just last year did a an animated like version of the Rocketeer. Oh, um, but it's it's made as like a kid show. Like it's targeted at like in the eight to ten year range kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not like. I mean, I kind of checked it out a little bit, and it's not a super big appeal to me. But he reprises his role. Well, I think he's actually supposedly like a relative of his original character. Oh. Um, because it focuses on a little girl who, like, takes up the moniker of the Rocketeer. Oh. And so, okay. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly how, where it is. But he, he is, like, on that show now. So that's his most recent thing. Oh, okay. Well, that's um, cool. Yeah. So Once in the Disney family, you know. That's right. He's he's set for life. I I love the Rocketeer. I think that was like a a major like underappreciated Disney movie. It's so, such a cool vibe. Yeah, it's so great. Great settings and everything. You know, with that big dog cafe and super cool scenes. 
And, you know, the Germans and Hollywood. Oh, my gosh. Well, and it's Timothy Dalton as the bad guy who's right? a James Bond. Oh, I mean, so great. It's it's uh, it's fantastic. I love it. Jennifer great Connelly. Films. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good movie. Good movie. And Alan Arkin is the is his, like, friend. Yeah. This uh, engineering kind of guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Buddy something. <laughs> Paolo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is uh, his name? And he chewed that one gum, the BG gum or something? Yeah. BG, that's his name, isn't it? It might be. I don't know. I can't remember. I think they... Or is that just what they call the airplane? PV. PV. There we go. Yep. BG, PV. It's pretty similar. Oh, yeah. I forgot Terry O'Quinn was Howard Hughes in the movie. Yeah. That's right. There's, wow. it, it's It's a great movie. We just watched it not too long ago with the kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really good. Ah, so it holds up then. Oh, absolutely. It absolutely does. It was great. Oh, Clint Howard's in it too. And then you got the big giant guy, like the, almost like yeah, Dick Tracy type guy. of bad guy. Yeah. And that guy's name is Tiny Ron Taylor. Yep. But he's huge. Yeah. It's ironic. <laughs> yeah. He's not the little man on campus. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. That's who Alex was standing next to, I think. I don't. Doug's a pretty big guy. That's true. He is. Well, and it's funny. Uh, Eleanor is very short. Yeah. And you notice that her standing next to Doug, and then when she stands next to Alex, they're like around the same height. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Michael J. Fox. Well, so up next uh, we have Doug's mother got a credit here. She didn't have a very big role, um, but she was uh, in the wedding scene there, uh, played Did she even by. Speak. I think she had like one line. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly, um, it wasn't it wasn't much of anything, right? Um, her name is the actress's name is Tony Gary, and uh, or Jerry maybe G E R R Y. I guess that would be Jerry. I don't know. Yeah. Um, she had fifty nine credits. Here's an interesting one. We had uh, Tate Donovan and Billy Campbell. This was their first role. This was Tony Gary who played the mother. This was her final credit. Was this episode? What? She passed away, I don't know exactly when, but after this. She had been acting all the way since, like, 1952 in things like Hopalong Cassidy, Perry Mason, Sea Hunt, um, even things like Simon and Simon. So she had been an actress for years, and this was her final role. Oh, wow. So we got all kinds of extremes Man. here. In we the got Destiny. first and last. Yes. I guess if uh, you're not first, you're last. That's it. <laughs> now, the pastor, played by Ernest Harada... Uh, he's got 67 credits. He has not been acting recently. In fact, the last thing he did was Roseanne in like the original Roseanne in 1996. Oh. But he has done he did a lot of voice acting for a bunch of stuff. You know, a few like guest roles here and there in uh, various TV shows like Silver Spoons and Knots Landing, stuff like that. He was in the movie Volunteers, which I'm pretty sure we've talked about before with Tom Hanks and John Tom Candy. Hanks. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we did um, talk about that, but I still haven't seen it. It's good. It's a fun one. He was in an episode of Night Court, <sighs> which we've Night been having Court. a lot of lately. Magnum P.I., Remington Steel, of course, because they all do. Sure. Um, the other, the big voice acting one that was exciting to me, and this is probably totally random. I don't know if you've ever heard of this one, but he was in the show Shirt Tales. Did you ever watch that? Was that like all the animals that yes. were shirts? Yeah. And they live in the tree in the middle of the yeah. park. Oh my that gosh, was, uh, I loved that. That was an NBC one in the morning. Well, when I watched it, and it was probably reruns at this point, it was on the 
I think it was USA where they had like the car, the train that did the, the USA cartoon hour, and then like the train would drive through, and they would go to different stations and they'd watch the cartoons. I uh, ring a bell at all. Cable when I was a kid. I, I think didn't have it cable was that. I got married. It might have been TNT. Okay. I don't know. It, it was one of those like sort of basic cable ones, and we only could watch it at my grandparents' house. We didn't have that in Big Bear. Oh, okay. And and then you never knew what show was going to be on there, so only sometimes the shirt tails pop up. Oh. Um, and I, I yeah, just really like. That was a Saturday morning cartoon originally. I think so. Yeah, I, I could be mixing it up, but I know there was a thing where the only time we could actually catch it was sometimes at my grandparents' house. So, anyway, hmm. he had a big role on that. So nice. Well, good for him. I don't even remember that show other than when you me- mentioned Shirt Tales. I remember the tree. So, like, part yeah. of the opening credits must have featured the tree well and i remember they went down through like slides or something to get to their cars to get out of it although i might be thinking of gummy bears mixed up in there too mm, well the gummy bears didn't really have cars i mean they had those well kind of i guess i don't know i'm gonna need a coastery thing i'm gonna have to go back and revisit these to see what i'm like mixing We're gonna have up to together YouTube. there so i started watching gummy bears with the girls yeah how does it's it on disney plus right right and i guess the episodes are all out of order Oh, that's a bummer. But I didn't realize that because we watched like, I don't know, two or three so far. And they seemed obviously in order because they had just met uh, Kevin and, you know, he didn't, like he had heard of gummy bears, but he didn't like know them. Right, right. So, yeah. They did, they, when it first went up, Disney Plus had a lot of shows out of order. Like for instance, Phineas and Ferb was all mixed around, but they did fix the order of that one. Oh, okay. Good. So it's possible that they'll, you know, fix get to that one too because they it, it took a little while for them to fix it, and then they did. Oh, okay. Well, that's weird that it wouldn't be in order in the first place, but yeah, I don't know how that happens. I don't either. Well, this is his only appearance as a pastor on Family Ties. Oh, shit. So we're not gonna see him again. Also, we we don't see Doug's mom again. We're we're done with her as well. Oh man. So it's a shame, but we do have uh, the final one uh, is Eleanor, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, she is actually fairly active. She's only got 41 credits. However, she uh, was in a, a recurring role. She did 127 episodes of ER. She's a nurse on ER. Oh, okay. She did quite a bit of TV there. <laughs> she looked a little familiar, but... She was did quite... I mean, she was on Melrose Place, Murphy Brown, a um, oh. number of other you know shows. Uh, Remington Steel. She also did Remington Steel. Okay. Um... We've know. had a couple of things pop up on Murphy Brown lately, it seems like, too. Yeah. Definitely, it feels like as we move forward, you get big blocks of people coming from different shows. Mm-hmm. Um, one other one, and this is her only Family Ties episode. We don't see oh, her again, uh, along with Doug. But she did a, an episode of The Magical World of Disney, like the TV series where they did like TV movies. Yeah. And it's one that I've talked about fairly recently on uh, Mandarin Orange Show. It's a movie called Fuzz Bucket. And uh, she's one of the teachers in the movie. And it's, like, such a bizarre movie. It was one of those ones that, like, I had these vague memories of as a kid. Like, uh-huh. I know I watched it when it was on, and I just, I remembered it, and it took me a while. If you remember correctly, on Radio Breno Man, we had our uh, Nostalgia Detectives. This yes. was one of my Nostalgia Detectives cases on there, where I was trying to figure out what this movie was. Figured out that it was Fuzz Bucket. My memory of it was that this kid's running through all these tunnels under the city chasing this hairy monster. And there's like, there were like slimy tunnels that he was like running through. And 
I'm not wrong. Like, that's exactly what happens in this. Oh, and it's nice. super bizarre. And it's called Fuzz Bucket. And she was in this movie. So, <laughs> um, And you've rewatched it recently? I have. We actually bought, like, a DVD. I found it, like, on DVD after I realized oh. what it was. Um, I, I think it might also be on Disney Plus now, though. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly. I feel like they put that on there. So, it's a short. I mean, it's like a 50-minute, like, made-for-TV movie. If you want right. to see, like, a real bizarre thing you should watch it it's strange that's right up my alley i do love the strange it's a kid the basic premise is there's a kid who has like a uh, invisible friend who may not be so pretend after all oh okay yeah and it ends in hairy slime tunnels (laughs) hopefully it doesn't end in death in those hairy slime tunnels uh, well i won't spoil it but it's worth a watch that's all i'll say all right well, and I've already got a Christmas movie for this next Christmas too. I can't wait to watch. So you do. It's it's worth. <laughs> uh, this is uh, it's worth watching. Not in Christmas too. I'm telling you, it's a good one. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I like to always be in the season. You know, when uh, people die and destruction's inevitable. And... Oh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> that's you know, you got to watch your Christmas movies at Halloween then. <laughs> oh, that's right. Up. I do like that too. <laughs> Well, that will do it for our uh, our guest stars. There's quite a bit this time, a lot of exciting stuff there. Yeah, it seems like we're getting more guest stars on a regular basis now. We are, yeah. Bigger cast for each episode and uh, and some, well, I mean, obviously they weren't big names when they got them, but they turned out to be some big names, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Good old Judith. Sha-la-la-la. We've got some good jokes to talk about here, some obscure references. What do you yes. got for me here? Oh, well, Yentl. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's a Barbara Streisand movie, right? It is, yes. Okay. Um, I don't I don't know the plot of that one. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen that, but it is Barbara Streisand. Okay. Yeah, that's about all I could remember. Well, it, as an alternative to watching The Bridge on the River Quiet, Alex wasn't too stoked about it. So, <laughs> um. And they hummed the song, so I wondered, did they have to give a music credit? Well, I don't know. It was it was uncredited, although it was listed in the an IMDb page. Um, oh. That song is uh, it's from. It goes do 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 do, and it was interesting. It was actually written by. Uh, it's called the Colonel Bogey March, and it was written by Kenneth Alford. Um, and it's a complicated history. It's been used in a ton of movies, but it seems like it's most associated with that. And I'm not sure if it was actually written for that. Or it kind of seems like they took an older melody and it and he rewrote it and you know rearranged it for this movie and that's the version oh. that that we know of because the other that was in 1957 Bridge on the River Kwai the other really famous movie that that is whistled in is because they whistle it as they're going in and out of the internment camp or the prison camp oh, okay and. The other time that we that is really famous is the Parent Trap, the Disney movie, when the two girls get in trouble and they're marching them out to put them into the like punishment cabin. The other yes. girls are following behind and whistling it. That's when they find out that they're really uh, sisters. Right. But up until I did this research tonight, I had no idea the connection there, that that's when they're marching them in to be punished. And in the River Quiet, when they're marching them into the prison camp. Wow. So that's like a total pop culture reference joke that like, Audiences at the time probably would have gotten, and I have never gotten that joke until I looked at that tonight. Interesting, yeah. Because I mean, I've seen the Parent Trap fifty yeah. times and never, never knew that. I didn't know it was connected to that. So that's yeah. 
It's a definite pop culture reference that they're making there. Huh. So, you never know. You learn Crazy. something. Hey, I meant to ask you, because obviously you just have watched through all the Parent Trap movies, and I yes. think you said there was four or five of them. Well, there's four in the original timeline, plus there's the remake, which also has some characters connected, sort of, okay. through it. Uh, the, the what's her guts? Lindsay Lin- Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, yeah, but there is a returning actress from the original series that does make an appearance and ties it together. Oh, okay. Is is it Haley Mills in all of them? Haley Mills is in all four of the originals one. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, but she's not who makes an appearance. The the one who makes an appearance in the remake is the fiance from the original one, the you know, the bad girl lady. Oh. Can't think of what her name was, but she winds was up it being like Debbie or something. She was the blonde one. The dad was going to marry. He was going to marry, right. And then the girls yeah. scare off. She winds up being the mother-in-law of the bad girl, or the the mother of the bad girl fiancé in the remake. Oh, how funny. Yeah, so she's training her daughter in her ways. Because remember, in the original one, the her mom is training her how to, like, you know, gold dig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then in the new one, she's now taking over that role. Wow. So. That's funny. I... If you would have said, how many Parent Trap movies are there? I think I would have said three. Just because, <laughs> uh, and that would have been the Lindsay Lohan and then two from the original, Parent yeah. Trap 1 and 2. I didn't know there was a Parent Trap 3 and 4. Yeah. yeah. Plus, Parent I think, Trap 3 and, and the Hawaiian Honeymoon is part 4. Hawaiian Honeymoon, that's the one. I was like, uh, Tropical yeah. something? or Yeah. It's, it's part 4, but they call it just Hawaiian Honeymoon. They don't say the number in the title for some reason. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, I'll have to go through and watch them all. I think we just watched the original Parent Trap not that long ago. Maybe, you know, right before Christmas or something. Well, there's no question the original is, like, the far superior movie. It's fun to watch the others if you're interested in it, but, uh, you know, be prepared for -for made-for-TV movies from the 80s is all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) They get a little uh, sluggish. Yeah, you know, a little bit lower budget, etc. So... (laughs) It's fun. I mean, they're fun, especially if you you know if you're into it. And Haley Mills is a delight, regardless. But uh, I do love Haley Mills. You know, it's not quite the same. Honestly, like the remake with Lindsay Lohan, I enjoyed more than any of the sequels. Oh, okay. Um, it's still you know it's definitely not as good as the original, but it has its charms. Yeah, so. I liked Lindsay Lohan. I'm yeah, sad she that was- uh, she had issues. She did. She did a few really great movies. Mean Girls. I also really loved oh, her remake so of Freaky Friday. Yes, that was a um, good one too. Mean yeah. Girls though was probably the Me- top tier. Absolutely. So, Even the Herbie know. movie she was in wasn't. I liked it. I thought it was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I do feel like that was sort of like a turning point. Like I don't. I think it kind of went down in quality after that. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think to me the worst one is when they were on the cruise ship and there was the little kid that kept calling a mocho all the time and Oh yeah. That uh, one was Herbie Goes Bananas, is that the one? Ah, uh, probably. Or Monte Carlo. I don't know. I've watched them all at some point. That one was kinda weird and pointless. I never knew like what we were trying to do. But the one with Herbie and the old lady is one of my favorites. I've only I've watched all the old ones at some point, but in in adult life I've only watched the original one over again. No. So I really I couldn't That's comment. That's the best thing. Probably. 
So. How did we go from family ties to Herbie, by the way? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There's there's always a line there that we trace, and I have no idea how we get from point A to point B. Bridge on the River Kwai, I think, somehow. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense that we got to Herbie out of it. Sure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Herbie goes to Monte Carlo, which is, I don't know, is that the same continent as the River Kwai? No. I guess not we that either. We covered Bridge of the River Kwai from Haley Mills to Herbie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see. So they're going to go see Bridge on the River Kwai, and then Doug goes and sees Yentl. Oh, no, at some point they go. They say they're going to go see Bambi also. They're going to see a couple of movies that... Uh, that was their first date. They were going to go see Bambi. That was the first date. And then later they're supposed to go see uh, Yentl. And yeah. then they're going to watch True Grit, and then she shows up for True Grit. Which I love the music they have for True Grit, which was definitely just canned music. Like, that was not the soundtrack <laughs> from no. True Grit at all. It was just like... And there was no they dialogue had, for like seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of vaguely cowboyish. Um, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen True Grit in a while, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't the original soundtrack. I think I've seen the newer one. But I've never seen the old one with uh, John Wayne. With John Wayne. I, I've, I watched that with my grandpa at one point. Although that's been a long time. I've seen the newer one more recently, the Coen Brothers yeah. one, which is great. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So there was one other random pop culture reference that took me a little bit of looking around to figure it out. Oh, um, yep. I know which one. Sergio Frankie. Yes. So, yeah, Alex is talking uh, with Eleanor, and they're talking about the fun quirks of Doug, and she is saying about all his, like, weird stuff that he carries around with him, and they both remember that he carries around a picture of Sergio Frankie, um, <laughs> which is spelled F-R-A-N-C-H-I. It took me a little bit to, like, figure out a close enough spelling that, like, Google told me what I was looking for here. Yep. Um, he was... Like a singer, and he did some TV acting. He starred in one movie. He did the Ed Sullivan show. I guess he was popular enough. He was like he did Las Vegas shows. Um, I don't, I don't know. That feels like a very obscure poll there. Yeah, it was super because he's an Italian tenor. So that's, I mean, pop culture. I like why, why him out of all the different people. Is that someone that, I mean, especially because, you know, he's more famous in Italy, although he did, you know, he did Las Vegas. Um, the one movie he did was The Secret of Santa Vittoria in 1969, which... Oh, okay. I, it was a World War II set movie, and I can't imagine that that was, like, super popular, you know, that people heard. I don't know. But it's an oh, interesting wow. reference there. So he died at the age of 57 in 1990 from cancer. A prolonged battle with cancer. So he died just a few years later. So he was early 50s then when they were talking about him. So what, what, why was that what the name that they pulled there? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, super bizarre. Yeah. But there you go. That's that's Doug for you. It's Doug in a nutshell. <laughs> yep. He's a big Sergio Random. Frankie fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was... I guess maybe it ties in because the when uh, Eleanor first got there, he was talking just kind of to the house in general in Italian and amore yeah. and amore. Amore, <laughs> yeah. That's and right. I guess that's right. They had, there was the Italian connection there. Yeah. So I guess maybe if he was huh. 
an Italian tenor, you know, and he loved Maybe him. He's a fan. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, okay, I guess you're right. Well, <laughs> I didn't make that connection until they said that. No, that, that makes sense. That's probably what the writers were thinking. I'm not sure it came across super clearly, uh, but I think you're right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think it's good enough for us to keep uh, keep it moving on that one. Yes, I agree. Sha la la la. So any uh, any other good like quotes or anything that you wrote down? <laughs> so when Alex is really like kind of in the dumps. And Stephen has walked walked in, and he's talking to Elise, I think, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, Alex just gave me a hug." And Elise is like, "Oh, well, you know, he's really sad, and he's missing his friend, and blah blah blah." And Stephen's like, "In the shower." <laughs> and then Alex comes down and goes, "How was that shower, Dad?" And he shakes his hand. I was like, "What is going on?" And then yeah. he hugged him again. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. It did feel like Alex is very, like, immature for being in college and, like, freaking out that much about his friend getting married. I don't know. Yeah, like, all of a sudden, it's the first friend he lost. You would think kind of, you know, some of his friends went to different colleges. And so you would expect that he's kind of already had some of these changes. Well, he did not handle it well. <laughs> no, I mean, it's to the point where he's ready to, uh, you know, undress dolls. and. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that was one I wrote down. Got any dolls you want to dress up, Jennifer? And she's like, my dolls are all dressed, thank you. And he's like, we could strip a couple down. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, Alex is losing it. Yeah, well, and then when all the friends are over and they're playing cards and he gives them the contract for the next seven years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's an agreement, you know, a little bit of a, a contract. Oh, oh, and then what about what uh, Doug's going to do to, to, you know, pay for rent and to support his new family? Oh, yeah, he's going to collect cans, <laughs> aluminum cans. Because she's rich, apparently, which I don't. I feel like that was yeah. the only time that he mentioned that, so... Good for him, I guess. I guess so. Um, I thought that was funny. He also, he had a real weird, he, when he said they were going to like get married, he told Alex, we're taking an apartment together. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting way to phrase it. And I wonder if that's like regional. Is that just an old-fashioned way of saying it? Because I've never heard of taking an apartment. Well, and then Heidi like looked over and she's like, "Well, that's progressive." And then he said, "Yeah, we're getting married." And we're getting like, married. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not as progressive as I thought. Then you know, for 1984. Well, they definitely did it on purpose that way to make you think that's what he was saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're not. They're getting married first. Yeah. Before they take an apartment. <laughs> the last thing I wrote down was when. Uh, Alex had hit the table, and Stephen walks in, and he goes, you okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, Dad, I'm just pretending to be a judge. Hang him by death, or death by hanging. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he kind of, like, smirked a little bit, and I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I also loved when he's talking with Eleanor, and they're talking about Doug, and how he's like, they, kept, they went on this weird, like, tangent where he's like, oh, he's like a little kid. She's like, you mean like a baby? Yeah, like a little baby. Like, <laughs> And then he, the final thing he said is like an infant who was raised in the woods by other infants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh, the childlike wonder. I don't know. I, it was, that was great. Alex, yeah. uh, I, I think that's funny that that's what he and Eleanor bonded about, was talking about how weird and immature Doug is. <laughs> That's what made him realize he could let Doug go, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's time to let him go. 
Oh, did you um, did you catch like when Alex grabbed him by the suspenders and threw him into the chair? And Doug was kind of like, you know, his eyes got kind of big all of a sudden, and then he kind of like started to laugh, but he caught himself, and they obviously they kept going with the scene. Oh, but, I didn't um, see that. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I was like, oh man, oh, that's like, great. Because like Alex really grabbed him and hucked him into the chair, and I was like, oh wow. There was some great like physical bits in this one. Well, even just the way that he like storms down the uh, when he's like yelling at Alex in the wedding, you know, like he's very forceful like coming after him. I don't know. I, I thought they were gonna have a fight at first, but well, he's like wearing out. a bag on his shoulder too. Yeah, and Alex took it for him when he became best man. <laughs> yeah. Doug's a weird fella. I guess we learned that. So yeah, I guess you know he was ready for the honeymoon. Oh. <laughs> He's like, out of the church, I'm ready. <laughs> Got a bag pad. <laughs> yeah. And nobody says anything. Like, it's just a no. thing. Like, okay. It's just Doug. You know, Doug. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's where he kept the picture. That must be. He had to have him oh. with him. Good old Sergio. Yeah. <laughs> Frunky. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hello. Did you notice, too, when they were playing uh, cards at the beginning, like, I think in the middle scene, too, the sodas they're drinking are, like, the worst generic soda cans ever. (laughs) Diet fizz. Yeah. Oh. I mean, they just must make those. They had to, like, put a little sleeve around them or something, because they're definitely not a real thing. Well, it looks like they're drinking out of, like, soup cans, too. Yeah, there were different heights, some of them, I noticed, as well. Like, they weren't all the same. They weren't uniform. Oh, and there was some sort of a green can, but I could never kind of figure out what that one was. But the the light blue cans were Diet Fizz, and then the orange cans were orange. The other one must have just, it was like a darker blue, and it must have just been cola. Cola, something like, yeah. They really, there was like sodas in a lot of different scenes in the episode. But never, well, it's funny because Janelle and I have been watching Seinfeld, like, you know, just for fun. Mm -hmm. And, uh... They're always drinking a Diet Coke. They have so, you know, and they always feature different brand names of foods as, you know, they were famous yeah. for doing. And it's such a, like, jarring thing than to watch something like this where nothing is brand name and it's all intentionally not brand name, you know. Well, remember the ice cream in that one episode was, like, cherry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one looked like just someone taped a piece of paper to the outside of it. Like, it was very <laughs> quickly made. <laughs> Like they printed with their own writing. Yeah. Cherry. yeah. <laughs> Cherry. We can't have it say Hagen dazs You got to put something over that. Sha la la la. Well, I enjoy this episode a lot. I, th- I thought it was a good mix of, like, I don't know, just some really goofy stuff. And, uh, you know, there were some good heartfelt moments. I don't feel like the stakes were super high for Alex because no. I feel like he overreacted quite a bit. But, uh, with that being said, did you uh, come up with a, a moral for this episode? So I took what Steven said because, you know, life never stops and change is inevitable. You have to move forward with grace and dignity. And I thought, you know, Alex is kind of mourning his childhood now because he's moving on to the next stage of his life. And I know he has because, you know, obviously at 18 he was drinking and going out with his friends. And now he started college and he's just kind of moving into that adulthood where you know, your friends aren't the same anymore. Everything kind of changes. And I think, you know, he's having a hard time with it. Well, and now Jennifer's wearing high heels. <laughs> yeah. So there's that to contend with as well. Poorly at best. She almost took out that uh, photo at the bottom of the stairs. Well, the <laughs> second to the bottom. And Mallory's trying to fix it, and it was just as crooked. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's fine. Just leave it. Yeah. 
Well, the only additional moral that I found was that Alex was actually not being paranoid. Doug never does come back, and yeah. sometimes, sometimes uh, your fears are real. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he lost his friend forever. Yeah, because they got married. Yeah, and then so, so much to the point where the guy changes his name and comes back uh, just to kind of check on Alex. But. Yeah, just as someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, you know, there is some reality, and, you know, obviously we're both married, but, you know, when you do get married, your relationship with your guy friends, and, you know, I went from living with a bunch of dudes in an apartment to being married, and I, we didn't hang out as much. You know, we still hung out yeah. a lot, but... You know, not 24 hours a day. It's different, you know. And then even that changes over time because, you know, once they kind of get into different relationships or, you know, people move away and apart and life's change and jobs get in the way and kids come in the picture. It is. It's very different. But um, I was eating a lot more balanced meals and, you know, a lot cleaner um, (laughs) than when I lived with 10 guys in a two-bedroom apartment. You mean you didn't keep all your clean laundry in a uh, trash bag? Uh, Trash bag. Well, I was actually spoiled. I had, like, a cloth bag that I carried around. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought I remember you talking about a story where you kept all your laundry in a bag. Well... I did, but my bag is not a trash bag. It, this is going to be, like, bizarre. This will show you because my family is a family of pack rats. The laundry bags that I had that I carried around with me through college and stuff were diaper bags, but not like you think of a diaper bag. They were, when I was a baby, for a while, my parents had, like, a diaper service because it was before, like, disposable diapers were widely available, I guess. Yes. And so they had a diaper service, and they had these big, like, mesh bags that you would, like, you know, put the dirty diapers in, and they'd bring them in, or maybe they'd deliver the clean ones in it. I don't know. One way or another, they had two of these big mesh bags left over from it, and I used them as laundry bags while I was in college. How funny. Your parents had a laundry service, too. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that's and that's how much of pack rats they are, is they kept that. Because that was when I was a baby, you know. Well, those and they are just... super useful bags, though. Those kinds of bags. Oh, they're great. Because then you so, can just throw it in the laundry. You don't have, yeah. you know, and it's clean. It comes back out. So we throw the whole thing in there. Well, especially if you've got uh, poopy diapers and stuff in them. Well, yeah. You don't want to, like, sift through that thing. You just dump it all in. So My mom uh, used one of those for one of my brothers. So it's not totally bizarre, then. That's good to know. <laughs> no. I mean, she might have used it for me, too. I don't know. I, who knows? I don't remember that much, but I do remember that there would be a service that would come and we would have to put the bag out. But I don't remember the bag per se. And I don't remember like, you know, changing a poop diaper and then, I mean, you must have had to dump it into the toilet kind of thing. And yeah, then, I think so. And then you put the did rest Did you rinse it there. out or I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> so that same bag now lives on and is still in use in our household. But it's no longer for laundry. It now, Janelle and I, since we got married, because Janelle actually sewed us laundry bags to use at laundromats, because when we first were married, you know, we didn't have a washer and dryer. Washer dryer, yep. So she sewed them so they had like a drawstring so that, you know, they were a little more practical. But now those bags are our snorkeling bags that we use when we go to places where you can snorkel and we put all of our beach stuff in there because they're great because you can bring them on the sand. But since it's mesh, it doesn't like gather a bunch of sand and stick. You can shake it out real easy. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect for snorkeling stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Super smart. Yeah. This diaper bag still hanging around. 
Well, maybe if your mom and dad listen to this show, they can like tell us about how the diaper service used to work. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I gotta get some clarification there because I know that's what they came from, but I don't know the exact role of them. So, well, and how often would you pick up diapers? Because, like, I, I mean, what if you just get the thing on you know Monday or whatever, and so you put a dirty diaper in there or you rinse it out or whatever you would do. I don't even know. And then yeah. it just sits there for however long the time period is, a week or three days. Yes, I don't know. Did you store it outside? Like, where did, what yeah, did you keep that that's in? That's got to reek after a oh, couple yeah. days for sure. Well, and there's times, as you know from having kids, that you go through diapers a lot faster than other times. So oh. what if you, like, you know, what if your kid's, you know, having one of those weeks and you run out? What do you do then? Oh. Tessa used to get blowouts too every oh, time. Every I know exactly day. what you mean. Oh, those were the worst. And sometimes there was <laughs> there was one with Audrey that she did with me at home that was so bad and it got over so much stuff. It was uh, so I mean it exploded. I literally took pictures so that I could prove to Janelle what I had had to deal with. Yeah. She was at work at the time. I'm like You'll never believe this if I don't show you what happened today. Oh, it was disgusting. that bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. So occasionally when I'm looking through old digital files, that'll <laughs> pop up, and I'm like, oh good. Well, I always remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even when we first moved, because we moved um, just over two years ago, um, Tessa she was blowing them out all the time, and then she painted her bed one time with it, and I was like, <laughs> oh lordy, and it was like three, four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and you know, by the time you get everything stripped, everybody yep. bathed, and the it's bed always in the middle of the night and clean. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> and all you want to do is be asleep, and you're like, I have to deal with this now. Yeah, it's not because otherwise it's it'll like, be here in the oh, morning. <laughs> yeah, that and puke. Those are the two worst things that you got to do in the middle of the night. Yep, yep. And oh, when it's in their bed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and Can't then count you know, how the girls share a room, so of course you know when one's up, the other one's awake. Yeah. <laughs> how did we get on this? Now that's a good I train of thought. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, man, we are good. Yeah, we have a lot to catch up on. It's been a couple of weeks. That's right. Yeah, we you know <laughs> we've been needing to talk about you know diapers and things of that nature. So it's we have yeah. to catch up. That's right. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad we were able to do another episode. Thank you for well, joining me again. Thank you for having me, and I missed you and everybody that listens. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you listeners for hanging with us and hearing our stories of diaper changes, <laughs> uh, as we know that you were hoping to hear on this episode. <laughs> Tell us about the worst diaper you've ever changed. <laughs> I would like to know, because, you know, we all have our stories. Oh. Um, if you would like to tell us, you could write to us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook and send us a message there, however is easiest for you. Perfect. That's a great yeah. way to get a hold of us. I think so, too. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. Well, you know, here we are. We're almost to 1985. That's right. We're, we're cruising right along through November. the season. I feel like maybe only a couple episodes left, and then it would be the Christmas break. Yeah, I think so. I don't know how far they went into it then. It'd be interesting to see. Well, and Elise is going to have that baby any day. Any episode now. It's coming. Oh, so. can't wait. 
Well, we'll have to wait to see next week what goes on. So um, thank you again, Keith. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. And uh, we'll see you next week on another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through.